I think part of getting older is just being exclusively committed to the weather report. Yes. I check it every day. The older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I know you checked the weather this morning, but it's afternoon now. And the further I want to know in advance, and I'm like, why can't they tell me what it's going to be in two weeks? It's kind of like, you know, I root for college football teams based upon friendships. Like I got a friend that like is big Ohio State guy, so like I watch Ohio State, and yeah. every time I see Michigan, I'm like telling my son Winston, like that's Maddox's dad's team, you know, and like Florida, I, you know, I love the Tebow's, and now I I do that with the weather now. Let's see how my buddy over in Wichita's doing. Yeah. So good. How many how many cities do you follow on the? Yeah, I got it. I got I, I'm global now. I'm, I got. I'm worried about you know the weather in Portugal now. Does the weather app actually work for you guys? Because I've never in my whole entire life, ever since I've had an iPhone, I've never had the weather app work for me. It doesn't matter where I'm checking it from. Okay, hold on. I don't know Hold why. on, hold on. This is a big deal here, what you're hitting on. Yes. You're on the weather app, aren't you? Okay, actually, you know, I'm using the iPhone weather app, which yeah, is See, that's the problem. That's the problem. I need to problem. use the weather channel You just expose the yeah, whole wait, thing. You, that's a leadership use? crisis. Yeah. I'm on the weather channel, yeah. which is a whole nother level. I mean, basically what you just said is you're on Facebook. Yeah. That's what wow. you just told me. And I'm over here with the kids, the cool kids on TikTok. on TikTok. Yep. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm doing Savage Love from Jason Derulo, you know, all the moves. You know, and you're you're over here. You know, you get you're reading my mom's update. You know, I mean, your mom does update. Of course, she Facebook. does. She's she's on the weather app. Yeah, but you know what I am? I'm a leader, which means I'm on the weather app. Leadership okay. leaned in. Welcome everybody back to another episode where we start our podcast off with nonsense, and then we get into the nitty-gritty the details of the wonderful subject of leadership. leadership it's a wonderful subject we cannot promise as we have stated perfection but through this podcast we are hoping for a little bit of progress thank you to every person that likes subscribes comments shares it's just all about that spotify wrap-up guys that's right we mm-hmm. might we might be here in march uh in rainy southern california I, I saw a meme yesterday that said, I don't pay California taxes for Seattle weather. Yeah, that's I right. That meme, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here in a Columbia jacket. <laughs> like, what am I? What am I? Did I walk out of REI today? No, it's what I'm just trying to survive. We're just, it's cold. It's chilly. It's we don't know what temperature to set the office at. We're truly office, house, anything. My my soul. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. It's like I'm getting flashbacks of middle school when I grew up in Seattle. So. We are here in uh, whatever this, we're out of the drought in California, so that's a good Praise thing. Praise God, yeah. It's great. So um, we're here, and uh, I was gone for a couple of weeks, so we're back recording the pod, getting ready for everything. It's March Madness. Mm-hmm. Are you guys big fans of March Madness? Are you? What do you think about it? I'm a it? huge fan of March Madness. You like it? I'm not a huge fan of college basketball. I'm a huge fan of March Madness. Yeah, well, you know, it's like nobody really cares anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't really, in, in college basketball, we don't have stars anymore. It's right, like right. I think it's all shifted to high school basketball, which is cool. But, you know, come tournament time, everybody's going to be watching. We're mm-hmm. going to be filling out those brackets. We're going to be watching commercials with Samuel L. Jackson, Charles Barkley, Spike Lee, and of course... Who's the third person that is in those? It's Charles Spike and Samuel. Oh, Jim Nance. Jim Nance is the fourth person. What am I kidding? Who am I kidding? 
Uh, today we are talking about the subject. Let's jump right in. We're talking about the subject of stop dreaming and start teaming. Wow. Talking about uh, team, which we talk about this on this podcast a lot. Uh, great leaders are great team builders. That's right. Yeah. What I love about leadership, I think, is uh, if you realize your life, you're on a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. So, my, you know, I'm trying to always tell my boys, like, hey, you're a part of a, a team called a family. But, you know, everybody needs to play their role uh, in this office. I'm a part of a team. I'm part of a team in my greater family. We're just, you're a part of a lot of different teams. I think about, uh, about life. Life is about figuring out the role that is required of you. Because mm. you're just trying to play your role to the right. best of your ability. Whenever mm-hmm. I go to a dinner, I sit at a table. I'm always just trying to figure out... At this party or at this house or in this situation, what role am I required to play here? And I want to play my role to the best of my ability, as opposed to the leader that like thinks that they're supposed to dominate every space. Mm. Right. It's just like, I'm the man. And so the world mm. adjusts to me. I think leadership is adjusting to serve the temperature of the space, the temperature of the room, what is required. What is So you're asking questions as you lead. And I think that's just that you, you'll go further. You'll do better. I think you'll probably always be wanted around. Yeah, that's really if, good. If you're looking to add value wherever you go. But I think, you know, it's an old saying about leadership. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. And so instead of just having a dream, let's start with having a team. Great. And, you know, I hope that you have aspired to do great things in your leadership, but none of them will happen without building a phenomenal team that can help you execute what's in your heart. So we're going to jump into a few different things. Uh, Let's go to the first one today. The best thing you'll ever do in your leadership is build a team. It's great. So I I don't think the best thing you ever do is, you know, have a trophy, have an accolade, have a press clipping, you know, be written about, have a documentary about you, whatever it is, autobiography, you know, so on and so forth. I think the best thing you ever do will be building a team, empowering others, sharing the workload, sharing the space, sharing the, the excitement. And um, law of opposite here, probably the worst thing you ever do is do everything. Right. I mean, that's like the, that's the whole point of leadership. If you don't have anybody following you, you literally right. cannot be a leader. That's exactly if right. If you don't have a team, you got to remove that word leader from your life. Now you're a lone wolf. You're an independent person and you can only go so far by yourself. So the definition of leadership is leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so the question you got to ask yourself is, do I want this influence for my name, for my recognition, for my brand, for what I can get out of it, for what I'm trying to build, or am I building others? Mm. And I think the best thing that you'll ever do in all of your leadership is go, man, we built some sort of team. Mm -hmm. Right. That it's the whole, it's the we thing, not the me thing. Yeah. Yep. And this really beats the me monster out of you. The narcissist, the 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 prideful person, the arrogance, the the desire to be seen and noticed and known and celebrated and adored and have all the attention, the affection. This rubs against that ego really bad because it's like, hey, buddy, it, leadership is about serving, not about being served. Mm. And so if you want to be really good, you got to build a great team. So... I just have never seen the leader build a great team that doesn't believe in others. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, like, to me, this whole topic of conversation reminds me of, like, even being on the playground. Like, we don't realize we're building teams so young. Like, who are you picking for your dodgeball team? Like, who do you believe in? Like, it's actually, like, innate in us. We've been doing it our whole lives is building teams. That's right. And I think, you know, 
when we talk about building teams, it's not just building a team, it's building a great team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, I'm showing my boys right now. One of the things that my nine-year-old loves to do, Winston, before school, he wants to watch YouTubes of great basketball players or great basketball yeah. teams. So I was taking him through the Showtime Lakers recently, and and he was asking me all these questions about them. And, I, you know, just going through all the bench and the whole roster. And you can name Coop and Rambus and you, Byron Scott and, you know, um, Magic and Worthy and Kareem. It's just, it's a great team. Rather than going, you know, Magic Johnson's my favorite player, and this is what he did. Right. You look at the team, you're like, wow, they had such great role players. I think, you know, the goal of of, of leadership is being secure and confident enough to add value to others. It, it, an insecure leader is looking for validation, looking for, mm. you know, their ego to be stroked or, or what have you because they're just that broken. Yep. Mm. But the more security and confidence that you develop, the more you can have greatness around you and not be threatened. Right, right. right. A lot of people want leaders around them, but no head higher than mine. Mm. because it's got to be about me so you have a team that's just enough to still make it about you yeah so interesting and i think great leadership is about going like i want heroes around me i want greatness around me i can't win a a ship without a cap in a in a worthy in a in a byron and a coop and a you know it's like look who's the best well i don't know that guy's the all-time leading scorer and i'm (laughs) grateful he's with me you know it's like Don't be threatened by people's greatness. If you don't believe that you're great, you'll be threatened by other people's greatness. But when you believe in your gifting and your personal grace, then you're like, oh, wow, I, I, I've not been shortchanged. I've been, I've been hooked up. This is right. so cool that other people that have greatness on them are around me. Right. Yeah, I, I remember uh, being under a leader at one point, and it was a pattern. Once a leader underneath them got to a certain point, they're gone. So weird. And it just the same same cycle. Once this leader got to this maturity, they couldn't stay underneath this head leader's leadership anymore. They couldn't be led by him anymore. You know, it, it just went to show this this top leader, his whenever someone got to a certain point, they started to butt heads. His, he, you know, felt threatened and they had to go. And I think this is, you know, one of the fascinating stories to me is a story about you know Saul and David Mm -hmm. and David you know if if I was you know coaching Saul at the time you know because they're 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 singing these songs in the streets Saul has slain his thousands but David man this guy David Mm. he's the Steph Curry of the program you know ten thousands if I was Saul I would have been kicking with some iced tea in the backyard (laughs) being like that's right and yeah. David's yeah. on our team. Yep. Yeah. David, right. come over. Man, David, that shot you hit. Man, that man, they love you on Sports Center. Man, I'm, we're so grateful you're here with us. Right. So good. It was threatened. Mm. And I think that you will never build a great team if you're threatened by the greatness that is in others. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? Like obviously comparison and being threatened and fear is obviously goes back a long time. What do you think is a really big challenge of today why people are constantly threatened by others greatness well i think because people's numbers are thrown in your face every day Mm. i had someone tell me recently that they stopped posting on social media because their numbers didn't add up to so-and-so so-and-so's and they mentioned mine and did it and i just was like wow i just i'm so not in that game like i'm so even uninterested i don't i don't i don't pay attention to that and i'm not posting for that to be honest i'm not you know i think you got to decide in leadership who you're competing with Hmm. i have made a decision a long time ago i'm competing with me and the best version of me, the healthiest version of me, who I can become, what's, you know, the 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 potential in my life. The comparison, we can get into it. It's just such a a, 
futile act. Right. I didn't start where other people started and other people didn't start where I started. Yeah. I have the last name I have. I have the sacrifice of my parents. I have an inheritance I didn't buy. Like I have something I didn't earn. Mm. And so just to compare yourself with anybody, you know, as great or as similar as they can be or the same sphere of space, it's just so, I think it's very immature. Mm. I'm only competing with me and the best version really good. that I could become. And I know that if I believe in my greatness, I can also call out and improve and develop the greatness that is within others. I think that's leadership. Leadership is going by somebody that someone calls garbage and I see gold. Everybody else is like, that's junk. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think I think there's something here. Let me see if I can. Let me see. You you call it a duck. I see eagle. I think this person can fly. Let's see. Right, right. Let me take a risk here. Because I see something that maybe they don't even see in themselves. But I can never step into the building a great team if I don't really believe in the greatness that's on me. Mm. I think that's a big deal. Number two, that the um the the numbers that you're dealing with right now would tell you a story. Mm. I love this one. I love this about uh, building teams is because the numbers that we are getting, the numbers that you're seeing in your business that, you know, I think if you want it, this is so funny. Like my son's like, dad, why do I got to go to school? Why do <laughs> which, I, I don't son, understand it. Son? Like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if you want to be a great leader, you got to be really smart. Mm. And it's not living off charisma and charm and people skills. Like you got to have some intelligence. One of the things I want my boys to be good at is math. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because how can you handle money and not be good with numbers? And I think one of the skills I've tried to develop over the last few years, especially as soon as I started an organization to lead Zoe is like really getting good at a PL, a profit and loss statement. Right. It's great. Getting into the weeds of what those numbers are telling me. So I look at numbers on, you know, on a weekly basis and the parking lot numbers tell me a story. The kids number tell me a story. The, the the volunteer number tell me a story. The connect groups, how many there are and, and what, what ones are bigger and smaller and who's... Numbers tell a story. And I think if you want to build great teams, if you'll look and dissect who is behind that number, it's telling you a story that you need to pay attention to. Right. Good or bad. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to find out the good or bad story behind it. They want to take it as face value. Nothing in leadership is face value. That's mm-hmm. really good. Like I, I just think the the longer I'm in this, the more I'm like, someone says something to me, I'm like, ah, something behind that. Mm-hmm. There's an agenda. There's a there's a hurt. There's a excitement. There's a there's nothing. Few things are just face value. So I've got to look behind the number to find out the story. I think this is why people are afraid to you know let's let's take out the word the the old you know adage face the music. And I think people are afraid to face the numbers. Mm, yeah, Truly. totally. That's why people don't want to look at their bank statement. Right. They don't want to, look, they don't want to open their Chase app or their Wells Fargo app, Bank of America app, and be able to look, look, look at themselves. It's going to tell you a story about your behavior. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you, or it's going to tell you a story about your stewardship and your discipline. But you got to find out the story because I can't make insights allow me to make decisions. But I have to have the right intel to make choices. Really good. And so I think if you want to be a great team builder, you got to be good at looking at the numbers. What's going on here? What you know? If I see a a, a team lead that's got 15, 20 people showing up in the parking lot, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> There's a story there. That's There's supposed to be there. in the worship there. team. How come? How how is that leader able to get people to 
It's cold right now. They're out the parking lot. There's a story there. Right. And I think you got to, you know, you got to find the story good and bad mm-hmm. and not be afraid to face the music or face the numbers and discover, oh, man, even about yourself, you know, um, it's kind of, you know, to every day, every day I read the balance sheet of our organization. Every day I read the balance sheet of my, I check all my accounts every day because I just don't want to um, try and live my life without knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, uh, knowledge and understanding are hand in hand. Right. If I get the knowledge, then I have the understanding. But if I don't have the knowledge, I can't understand what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do about this? It helps you navigate as a team builder, as a leader in general. The more you can get into the details, the better equipped you are to make the decisions that you are uniquely qualified to make. It's great. It's great. What do you think about that? What do you what make what pops into your mind when I say numbers tell a story? Um, well, kind of my role, I, I help with socials and analytics and all that stuff. And so for me, the numbers that that's that's everything we market because the numbers show us the story of what people pay attention to yeah and so we can we can create via our preference yeah or and the numbers will represent that or we can do what the numbers tell us in market in a way that people actually enjoy the content we create that's exactly right and so the story i'm obsessed with the numbers i yeah. want to you know i want to dial it in i want to do all the calculations because the answer is in those numbers because those numbers are people yeah and they're yeah. stories and right if you can figure if you can crack that code then you can really those numbers turn into a language which is the language of the people that's yeah. exactly right it's kind of interesting how like we look at numbers in this um context that these are a good thing they tell a story but the numbers like we said in the last point the numbers can also be something that like that can scare people and threaten people like if mm. my team has you know 20 people and you know the next person's team has 40 people that's like you said a number whether it's social media or a team that's a number that could threaten me and say oh my gosh yeah i'm look freaking how out small now my numbers are yeah. right yeah. but looking at it with that perspective this is a story and maybe i can learn something from this other person yep. but also just because my story's a little different doesn't mean that it can't grow or improve or get better that's right I just don't even know what to do until I see the numbers. Right. That's exactly it. You know what I mean? Like, I just think like, again, why do I want want my boys to know numbers? I think that you just don't know what to do in life without them. Mm -hmm. Like they just, they, they just are the right signals to make the right choices and decisions. Yeah. And I, and I I think, you know, people can get upset at that maybe, but I'm, I'm just like, man, the more, the more knowledge, it's all about insight. It's, yeah, it's all about insight, having that one advantage to be able to make a better decision that's right. in your life. And that's it, in the numbers or in the analytics is your ability to make the best decision to get you out of where you are. Yep. You know, sometimes you're dis- disappointed by how low a number might be. Maybe it's a, the size of a team. And then you look at the numbers and you realize that's the maximum amount yeah. that this team could use. If there was more, it, it would actually not work. Yep, you that's know? right. So then you're encouraged by those numbers. Yep. And but you got to get into the details to build a great team. Number three, you can't have control and growth. They do not coexist. Mm. I love this one. You cannot have control and growth. So if you want to grow a team, you have to relinquish control. Yeah. 
which is so hard for me. I love to control everything in my world, my space. I want control over all of it. I want to control my kids. I want to control my environment. I want to, I walk into my house, I control everything. I turn on the playlist. I have the right setting. I, I, I'm really into lighting. So I set them. Last night I walked in uh, from a baseball game. Maybe, maybe had a baseball game. Julia took Winston to basketball. So they got home early. So Winston's, you know, watching the Laker game and I didn't like the lighting right away. And I and, I, and the volume, I was like, it's way too quiet. I know exact number. Like, I want to control over everything. And that, that's my nature. I yeah. have to fight myself to build a great team. Mm. I have to check down our, what I would prefer for what I know is the best. Mm. So I, I think this is important wow. as, as a leader. You, you Just because you know how to do something better doesn't mean you should do it. Wow. Just because you think a thought doesn't mean it always has to be said. I think you have to regulate yourself. Regulating your emotions and regulating yourself is probably one of the most difficult challenges in all of leadership. And I and I think that we want control, but team building is about empowering mm-hmm. and allowing people to, you know, we call it margin for error. We got to give people a long leash. We got to give people big room to grow and to fail. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to be controlling, that's fine. Just remember, it's only going to be as good as you can make it. Wow. But if you want growth, you have to, I feel the spirit of red hot chili peppers smacking me upside my head. (laughs) Give it away, give it away, give it away now. (laughs) I used to love that song. Yeah, yeah. But shout out to Flea, by the way. He was in uh, courtside last night, like always. He had some pink (laughs) hair at the Laker game. But you got to give it away. Yeah. Leadership is not about what you can do. It's about how you can inspire others to do more with you. It's about giving away responsibility, giving away platform, giving away, you know, uh, trust. And the more that you do that, the better of a leader I think that you are. And so I'm not, I'm not impressed with the one that's like, I control it at all. I remember um, one time I was talking to this guy and he's got a huge following and he's got a big brand and, you know, just wow, just big time wow. And he was telling me, I, I, I do every, all the designs. I control every, everything that's done, you know, you know, and just kind of like, you know, walking me through all that he does. And I'm, I'm, I'm to a degree, I'm impressed. Part of me is going, how sustainable is that? Right. Right. That's good in the early years of your organization, but you're going to, if for, for you to, to really leapfrog other brands, other companies, other, you know, fashion houses so to speak you're gonna have to give it's just part of life is the more i go up the more i have to give up yeah this is an interesting one too because i think this is something where a lot of people have natural preferences to i like to control things or i don't like to control things like i like a lot of input and this is kind of a standard where you really have to kind of grow one way like you need to either add a bit of control to your uh, behavior or take some away but i think it's something that people have that natural tendency towards one or the other yeah and i think the tension here so if we let's look at let's look at the spectrum so you have i, I have to delegate tasks roles responsibilities projects you know project managing blah, blah blah so there's delegation and and then there is abdication where i just i i i you know i give it away and i just don't even pay attention I told you to do this, that, and up. But I think the middle ground probably is like, how do I involve myself? Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, you know, control. 
and it's not like neglect, but it's somewhere in between. Check it in. How's it going? Yep. How's right. that developing? Hey, what happened there? We talked about this. I think you got to participate. I can't. So all of life, this is one of my favorite quotes, you know, just about anything. In everything, moderation. In everything. So even when it comes to building teams, you have to have a bit of moderation of involvement. Yeah. I can't go to the extremes of micromanaging and totally neglecting. I have to find a way to like, how do I make you feel like I care, I'm involved, but I'm not like over your shoulder constantly. That's <laughs> right. the problem. Yeah. It honestly like makes me think of how God is involved in our lives. There you how, go. How, you know, he's in control of everything and has every opportunity to do anything, but he like partners with us and involves us in our lives because he wants that relationship. And, you know, teams are not just about getting stuff done. It's what are we building? What's it for? And we're doing it as a team. And I think that the, if I can be honest, if, you know, this is a big struggle for me. This is a huge, huge personality struggle. What I have found the negative side of being controlling is that people will do exactly what I tell them to do. Because mm. because you, you told me. You told me exactly what, what you want, so I'm just going to do what you told me. And so I have to fight that right. to allow creativity. Right. Because then the best falls at the wayside of preference. That's right. If, right. If, if you're just trying to please the the preference. Yeah. That's right. Then the best thing, people stop looking for the best and they go, I'm just going to do to get an approval. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, everybody's built different. Everybody's wired. Everybody, every leader has their own yep. slew of, of, of dark sides. This would be for me one that I'm constantly fighting myself of going like, let them watch this Laker game with terrible lighting. <laughs> <laughs> let them suffer with. I was going to ask, do you have sound. like a, an Alexa, you know, Alexa Chad mode? <laughs> I should. No, yeah, I don't. I settings. Sh- I don't. Cool. But I, but what a great truth. You can't have control and growth. They just don't go together. Number four, great teams are a reflection of great leaders. This is, the, you know, Captain Obvious checking in here, but great leaders are a reflection of, uh, great teams are a reflection of great leaders. And so if I want to have a great team, I have to be a great leader. Yeah. It's the whole thing that the hardest thing about leadership I am the biggest problem. Mm. If I lead myself really, really well, I bet the team will do really well. Yeah, yep. If I don't lead myself really, really well, something's going to happen with the team. Yeah. And so I, I never think it's the team's fault. I think it's great leaders are going. It's my fault. Yeah. yeah. Where did I mess up? Where did I make a mistake? Where did I, where did I blow it? Because mm-hmm. great teams, you can look back and go, they're great because of the leader, because right. of the coach, right? The GM. It's like we live in this sports culture. It's like. You know, you, you think the Warriors are great? Have you seen their GM? That's it. You Oh, you think the Warriors are great? Fourth, they got Steph Curry and the Splash Brothers, and, you know, you're from the Bay, so you, you, I'm, you, I'm from the Bay. you love what I'm saying right now, but you, you, are, are they that without without Steve without, Kerr? Yeah. No. They, you know, without Phil Jackson, does Kobe win? Draft picks? Yes. Does Kobe win that many champ Five rings? Does 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 Michael win six? You know, if um, Doug Collins, his old coach, was the coach? You know, I just don't see Mike Dunleavy, you know, <laughs> leading the Lakers to to five, you know, with with Kobe three the three peat. It's coaching. It's te- you know the the team is a reflection of the coach of the of the leader, and so I think the the greatest challenge is never be like, man, what's wrong with my team? I think the better question right. is, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Right. So good. What, what what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? What do I got to change? What do I got to you know what was what was working for me that's now working against me. 
What got me here won't get me there. What do I have to evolve? Where do I have to mature? Where do I have to improve? Where, how can I? That's the tough yeah. part. Yeah. And teams are always changing and skill levels are always changing and direction. You know, maybe we have a, a main goal that we're heading in the same direction, but there are little, you know, it's a journey. Every team is going different places. So the, I think where your team is at in one season reflects like where you're at in a season. And again, that upkeep is something that you always have to check in on. And you can look at, and again, I think this relates to the numbers. Like the numbers tell a story. Right. So maybe the numbers on your team don't just tell where the team is at. They're telling a story of where you're at. Where you're at, yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, if you are a teammate and you feel like you, you know, maybe your leader isn't a, a strong leader, like you have to kind of, the cream of the crop always rises to the top. Always. And so this is your opportunity to lead up or to make a transition happen or, you know, yeah. have those conversations. Cause at the end of the day, if, if you're on a team, that's a critical team and you know, your leader isn't leading you well, like this is your opportunity to step up and, and cover and cover the rest of your team until that transition really takes place. But yeah, that was going to be my question is how, how are you a teammate and you know, your leader's not the person. Yeah. Like how do you navigate out of that? Oh, I, th oh, I think that's that's part of the, the challenges. You know, part of the challenges, again, you're on a lot of different teams. Some teams, you're the boss. Some teams, you're one of the role players. So I think you got to just find your role. Know your role and, and play it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Sometimes I'm called to, to, to help people and, and, and lift up their arms and, and be the best friend or best support or, be, you know, I just think that, you know, if you look at the actors in Hollywood, you're not always winning an Oscar because you're the main lead. Mm. And I think that's fine. That's good. I think yeah. you got to, you got to be, what's, what's on this set? What's my role? I'm going to crush yep. it. I'm going to do the, if that's what you're asking of me, I'm going to be the best teammate. I love that. Last one. Number five, nothing builds teams like food, vision, and a plan. My God, this is so true. Nothing builds teams like food, vision, and a plan. It, it, you know, there's something about a full belly. Something about just taking care of people. It's an old adage, but it's true. The greatest way into someone's heart is through their mouth. Make them laugh, feed them. Yeah. You can make people laugh, you got so their heart. Good. If you can feed so them, good. you got their heart. Mm -hmm. People aren't with you until you feed them and make them laugh. I'm convinced yeah. of it. So, you know, get some food for the team. Let's let's take them out to Cane's. Let's take them out to In-N-Out. Let's get some pizza going. And Dave Portno stop by. It's a 7 out of 10. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> but you got to feed your team. If we eat... You know, it's like it's like dumb sayings, but a a, a team that um, prays together stays together. I think a team that eats together stays together. Totally. Right. So you got to get some food involved, get some pizza, some tacos, some hot dog. I don't care what you got to get. Feed the team. <laughs> yeah. And then let's get some vision infused into the team. Yeah. Most teams are staggered and stuck because they don't have vision. Right. Mm. You got to infuse people. Mm. This is where we're going. This mm -hmm. is where I see. This is all leaders see more, and all leaders see more before. So if you're the leader, you got to see more for the team, and so you got to see it before anybody else on the team yeah. sees it. Right. So I see more, and I see before. So I got here's a meal. Here's what I see. Come on, let me paint the picture. Let me show you what I see in my heart. Now it's not where we're at today. There's a vision gap here, but I got vision. Trust me, I got vision yeah. for where we want to go and what we want to do mm. and what's in my heart in the next six months and the next year and the next five years. I got vision, and then have a plan. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm I'm all about the vision. You know, you hear people talking around here. It's like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm in L.A. Blah blah. blah I'm gonna. It's like okay, that's great. Uh, so what's the plan? 
You know, so it's got to be as practical as like, so I'm going to go to the gym Monday through Friday. I'm going to be reading this, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm going to, you know, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. Right. To me, the vision means nothing without the plan. Yeah. So I got to take the first step for the team. That's get everybody happy. People are happy with a full stomach. Love it. Right. It's the first is the bare necessities. Feed them. Pump them up with vision. And then tell them this is this is how we're going to do this. I didn't. I didn't just get a, a clear direction. Follow me. I got a roadmap. Yeah. Ain't nothing worse being in the car with somebody. It's like, dude, do you know where you're going? Truly, my wife lets me know every time. <laughs> do you know where you're going, buddy? Yeah. You don't have a clue. How yeah. come you're in this lane? Yep. The yeah. thought just fills me with anxiety. It's, yeah. It's just. It's just like, dude. If I'm driving the backseat with somebody, I'm like, dang, they know how to. Get us there in the fastest direction. Yes. I trust you. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have a great team, great teams do not exist without an exuberant amount of trust. I trust anybody that thinks about, oh, that's right. I do need to eat. Mm -hmm. I do need vision to stay with you. And I do need a plan of how we're going to, you know, in our context, change the world. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think you should stop dreaming. I think you should start teaming.